the 7B podcast. My name is Emily Bosong. I'm the staff writer up at the Bonners Ferry Herald. This week on the podcast, we're going to cover news from both Bonner and Boundary counties. So an interesting thing happened over the weekend. A, um, a resident recently launched a petition um, calling on the federal government to return Port Hill border crossing to pre-COVID-19 hours, citing the economic and social impacts of the reduced hours. So this is actually a story I've written about earlier, not this petition in itself, but the um, the issues at the border crossing. What I mean by issues is since COVID-19, the Port Hill border crossing, the hours have been drastically reduced. So before COVID, the um, hours of operation were 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. And then now for the past three years, the border crossing has been open from 7 a.m. to 5 a.m. And so... This has actually caused this. This has caused a lot of issues in our local economy, and we'll talk about that later. So, so this, um, so Boundary County resident Shirley Naylor, she launched the Change.org part, um, petition in order to open the border. She said that the 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 different the hours of operations hinder, hinders commerce and connection with loved ones. This is especially since Americans and Canadians they both have to rush back to the border in time. To, to cross, yeah, they have to rush back to the border in order to cross. It's a very tight 5 p.m. crossing, and they've had to turn a lot of people away, especially in the summer, saying, hey, you can't cross anymore, it's past five. And so Naylor has friends and families, Naylor ha- has friends and family on both sides of the border, and she frequently qu- crossed prior to the pandemic. Quote, we were able to go to birthday parties, dinner, shopping, movies, church, church functions, dances, game nights, etc and at the end of the day, still be able to cross the border by 11 p.m. and make it back home that night, she told the Herald. Naylor said there was a whole thriving economy fueled by that ability to interact with the community. Quote, the 5 p.m. cutoff has effectively shut down our ability to have that same social and economic interaction, she wrote. Quote, it's difficult to describe how life-changing it was to have that extra six hours every day. I personally have been very devastated in my social interactions by not being able to engage with my friends in Creston, that's Creston, BC, like I used to, and it's had a really, really detrimental effect on my well-being, end quote. Naylor said she personally knows of hundreds of others in the same boat. U.S. border crossing hours are decided by the United States Customs. So this is not a, this is not a county issue. Because it's an international crossing, the county commissioners don't have power over this, you know, our county attorney, magistrate. That's that's way out of their peer view. So er, early in the summer, um, David Sims, who is director of a Boundary County Economic Development Council, as well as the Kootenai Tribe of Idaho and the Boundary Community Hospital, they, um, they've asked Idaho's, Idaho's congressional delegation to advocate at the federal level for the border crossing to return to extended hours. And they've all listed different reasons for Sims and the um, EDC. It's more for economic reasons. So they're seeing... A lot of businesses are struggling or they're not seeing all of their regulars. So for a lot of restaurants, they would see more of their visitors from Creston more, like for dinner. And now they aren't really seeing that. One of the businesses that's actually been really affected by this is Jake's Landing. And we wrote an article on that last week. It was how Jake's Landing, they've been struggling with getting enough people to come in and just to see their business. And they're a stone's throw from from the port of entry so if you're there by the gas station you're on a little hill and you can look out well i mean you can see canada i mean 
you can throw a ball to Canada. You can make a snowball right now and throw and hit hit the and hit Canadian border. They're just right up there. So not having people cross is really affecting that business for one, but also several others aren't seeing full dining rooms or they 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 instead of seeing our our good old friends from Creston, we're seeing other people from Calgary. Anyway, so for the Kootenai tribe, they said the reduced hours um, restricts meaningful access to their sister tribe, the Lower Kootenai Band in British Columbia. It also imposes hardships on tribal members planning and attending family events, in addition to participating in cultural events involving members of both of the tribes. Boundary Community Hospital officials said the pandemic-restricted hours prevent the hospital from hiring needed staff from across the border, and this further is hindering their ability to recover from staffing short. On October 20th, the Idaho Congressional Delegation requested, requested the Commissioner of U.S. Customs and Border Protection restored Port Hill Port of Entry hours to prior um, to pre-COVID-19 hours. So since then, the commissioner has been replaced with an interim commissioner, and some officials have said that they're concerned that an interim official would not be willing to make such a large decision, especially since that interim role, it's, it's temporary. So the Senate would have to appoint the new commissioner, and this could take a bit of time since we do have a brand new Senate, it ha they haven't started their session yet, but also, it's one of those things where this is just relating to this border crossing. It is not a big it is not a big national news story, but this is something that affects Boundary County and even North Idaho, probably even Eastern Washington and Western Montana. This is um, this is affecting the whole region because we do have the Eastport Port of Entry, which I mean, say that five times fast. But that is mostly for Alberta, and that's also a trucking route, and that one never did shut down. It's still twenty four seven. Versus the East, not East Port, versus the Port Hill um, border crossing, that really connects Creston to Bonners Ferry, which is, of course is one of our neighbors and we've always traditionally traveled back and forth. This also shuts off um, the Selkirk Loop, which people would commonly drive. That is just this big route around the Selkirks. You know, you, you, go, you go to Canada for the day, you end up in Idaho, then you go to Washington. So that's really cutting down in that for commerce, tourism, and just, you know, locals going somewhere, but not too far. One of the, this is one of those hot topics where it's a hot topic for us, but for the Senate, it may not be that detrimental. They may not think this is as important. So this is something that perhaps this petition will help. Anyway, so you can um, you can sign the petition or go online to change.org and search for change Port Hill border crossing to pre-COVID hours. You can also go onto our website. Um, either you can go look on Bonner County Daily Bee or Bonner's Ferry Herald, where the story originally ran and search Petition to Change Port Hill Border Crossing to Pre-COVID Hours. And under that story, we have the link to that petition. Just if you, you want to sign it or you just want to learn more about what's going on. Also, speaking of the speaking of Port Hill, Jake's Landing, they're, they're still having their Santa's Village this weekend as well. So that is this Friday and, that is this Friday and Saturday, um, December 16th and 17th. They're still having... They're um Santa, so, so they're still having um story time with Mrs. Claus and Crass, and they, you can also go see Santa and go ask him what do you go tell him what you want for Christmas, and of course they have food, hot chocolate. It's it should be it should be really exciting. I was up there last week. It was really fun, and everybody up there with um, Santa Claus and the elves are all excited to see everybody. And it's it's been a it's been a long time since Santa could come out, so it's always been. And if you would like to support Jake's Landing. You can also go to Shellman Realty or um, Century 21 Four Seasons in Bonners Ferry. Or, um, or you can go stop by State Farm. 
or the Bonners Ferry vet, vet Clinic, Veterinarian Clinic, and you can always pick up these. There's these $5 off um, coupons, and so what those are for is that's just to help support Jake's Landing. So you get a $5 off coupon, and so if you order, if you order a dinner there, or I think it might even work for gas, but I know if you wanted to get hot chocolate or anything else at the convenience store there, you would just give that ticket and you get $5 off. And then whatever business you picked up that coupon from, they will then pay the $5 in a donation to Jake's Landing just so that they can keep their business going and just, you know, hoping that they can pull through and it's just a good opportunity for the community to come out and support the business. So yeah, so you can go to Jake, not Jake, to support Jake's Landing and to get the $5 off coupon, you can go to State Farm and Bonners Ferry. You can go to the Bonners Ferry Veterinary Clinic. You can go to ERA Shell and Realty. Or you can go to Century 21, the Four Seasons. Also, don't forget the Boundary Community Hospital. They are still doing their Festival of Trees. So that is this, um, you can go in and make bids on these different Christmas trees and decorations. And what they're doing is it's just a fundraiser to help support the hospital through the Fry, through the through the Fry Foundation. This has been the 7B Podcast. Want more North Idaho news? You can always scroll down and see the other podcasts that we've done. We also have a sister podcast, North Idaho Now, where you can listen to Chance Watson and a couple other hosts as they read the front news stories across um, North Idaho papers. You can also follow us on Twitter at BF Herald and Bonner County Daily Bee. You can also follow us on Instagram at BF Herald or Bonner County Daily Bee. And same on Facebook as we're the Bonner's Ferry Herald and Bonner County Daily Bee. You can check there for local news, um, cute community photos, and just updates on sports and anything else going on in Bonner and Boundary County. Make sure to tune in next week for another podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.